This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You. Oh, that was a spooky you. Mm-hmm. You. You. Oh, that, was, that was less spooky. Anyway, through your support your... at patreon.com slash says who. Uh, giving uh, $2, $5, $10, whatever dollars, we send you things and you help make all of this happen. So thank you at patreon.com slash says who. We sure appreciate you. Hi, I'm Maureen Johnson, and books are the most important thing. Truly devious. Look, holidays are coming up. You're looking for a gift. Truly devious. It's a paperback. It's like seven bucks. Um, you could say my friend Maureen wrote this. And I did, because I'm your friend Maureen, and I did write it. You could be like, this is my book my friend wrote. She's going to like, you're going to like it. Yay. It's real cheap. And I'll, uh, that's, that's that. But coming in a week and a half on Netflix, on a Netflix near you, let it snow comes out November 8th. And uh, if you have Netflix, it's free. And it's probably free to like try Netflix or just watch someone else's Netflix account because that's what a lot of people do anyway. Um, <laughs> Netflix. I, I'm a good representative of Netflix. I don't work for Netflix. I don't work for Netflix. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let it snow. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's, um, it's pretty funny. I think honestly, it's funny. So I laughed out loud and I don't laugh at anything. Anyway, Netflix, November 8th on Netflix and all books. Hi, everyone. This is Dan. If you are having trouble keeping up with the impeachment proceedings and you need something more than me and Maureen waving our arms in various directions once a week, subscribe to impeachment.fyi. You will get a little newsletter sent to you every evening by me and it will keep you up to date without having to make yourself bananas refreshing twitter all day because just let me do that instead impeachment.fyi boop i just wanted to end it with something and i went for boop happy halloween can i take your order please trick or treat Oh, um, yeah, I actually, I, I actually need you to play, place an order. I know I started by saying happy Halloween, but what would you like to eat? Uh, you got candy corn? No. It's good. That's, have, that stuff's disgusting. We, it tastes like wax. We have, we have hamburgers and fries and shakes. I'll take a Halloweeny burger. Um, That's just made that up. Vampire fries. It's not a and a mummy sh- and a That's, mummy shake. That all sounds very festive, but I'm just gonna put in an order for a burger and fries and a shake. Please hey, drive. Please drive through. And please. a pumpkin. One of them pumpkins. You got the pumpkin. We don't. No. Okay. I'm we just gonna pull up. Just. Yeah, just drive up. through. Yep. Okay. Hey, kid. You're wearing a... What? Is that a painting? Uh, Yeah, it's my costume. It's George, it's George Washington. That looks really real. Dolly Madison. Yeah, she he, she saved this painting when the White House was on fire. And um, I just, as you can see, I just poked some holes through it. And what? it's my costume. I've kind of wrapped the wire around my back to hold it in place. And... Uh, my costume i don't 
I don't think that's something that you're supposed to do. That's I've a, been s- that's a priceless painting. We do a lot of things we're not supposed to do, kid. It's a lot of stuff that's oh, not supposed. Boy. This is in the grand scheme of things, this is the not the worst thing that's come out of the White House today. So, uh I uh, I'm putting this in the win column. I uh, I've been subpoenaed, kid. Oh. And he's, and he's he's not letting me go. Well, it seems like you could do the right thing and go, right? You don't know what it's like. Did you see what he was like when they booed him at the baseball game the other day? And he turned around and he started, he started kind of palpably puffing in and out like a Gia monster. I mean, it was, that's what he's, that's him on, in a, that's his public mode. That's his smiley mode. You do not want to see what it's like where I am, kid. Jail is would be a welcome, welcome thing compared to oh. what he's going to do to me if I if I testify. Okay, so That's what why, are you going to do then? I was hoping you could help me out. I I mean, I can give you your food. It's ready. Come trick-or-treating with me. I'm working. I know that. What time do you get off? 8.30. That's fine. I can pick you up at 8.30. I'll pick you up at age twenty five. That's after that's after hours for trick or treating. No, no, no. I got I got I got ways of, of fixing that. And I'll get you a painting too. There's a really good oh, one of uh, Abraham Lincoln. I can you can get that I for you all. Put the holes in. I don't in. think that's a good idea. No, no, we'll be twins. We'll be two paintings from the White House and we'll go trick or treating at nine o'clock. I got someone that can hack all those uh those home security systems, those plug and play ones. Those are easy to hack. And we go in, we get candy, and we maybe stay in their house for a while. Because a lot of people got spare rooms. They they oh, very rarely boy. go in like a like a rec room or something or even the attic. Or sometimes there's space between the walls that you don't know about. You and me, kid, will trick or treat, but um, in someone's house for about a week. This is, I. And we'll, we'll just pretend feel, to be paintings. Feel, we'll just le- we'll just lean against the wall. They won't even notice us. I don't They'll know. see you at 830, kid. Happy Halloween. And uh, just throw throw the pumpkin in the trunk. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm sipping coffee. I'm Warren Johnson. And Mm. I am Dan Sinker. And if you have joined us via being a reader of the impeachment.fyi newsletter, welcome. Welcome. A whole bunch of you are new. We've been doing this for what, three years now? It was supposed to last eight weeks, the last eight weeks of the 2016 election, and then we got trapped in a phantom zone of our own making i am a journalist and i am a ya author and the two of us basically we just sit down each week we go through what's happened and we process it so it's it's sort of like we say it's a coping strategy because that is exactly what it is we're not trying to make you smarter about the news we're uh we sometimes tell you stuff that you don't know like uh stuff about the omelet bar or or the how how ketchup features and everything that Trump eats, but mostly we are trying to prop each other and by extension you up and we formed a community. We all hold hands. and We walk into the ocean together. <laughs> Sounds accurate. Welcome to says who can I just talk about my pen for a little bit? Well, sure. <laughs> who, who doesn't want to listen to about a pen? 
<laughs> this is my new podcast about a pen. So about a year ago, a beloved person who was, I first met her when she was a reader, when she was a teenager, and now she's a grown-ass adult, the wife and cats and everything. And she is a serious fountain pen aficionado. Oh, wow. And she gave me a pen, which she had like tuned the nib. I don't know what that means, but she did it. And gave me the all the stuff that goes with it, like the bulb syringe and, a, and an ink syringe and a bunch of Japanese inks. And she showed me how to use it. And wow. I, I paid no attention to the refilling thing. And the other day, the pen was out of ink. And I said, I'll refill it. And I just grabbed all the stuff and went to the kitchen, said, I know what I'm doing. And I filled a syringe with ink. And I jammed it in the cartridge. And I couldn't get it in one end. So I jammed it in the other. And I just kept jamming. I filled that thing with ink. And I got it in there, and it turns out that that was not the kind of cartridge you were supposed to use the syringe on. And I had a pen. I basically filled a cylinder with hot pink ink, and <laughs> Good. like a hot pink ink bomb. And it was dripping everywhere, and it was it was like bleeding. It was like I had a bleeding pen. And so when Oscar came home, now Oscar went to school in England, and he went to some fancy boarding school where they actually had to learn and use fountain pens because apparently I've married the ghost of a small Victorian boy. Well, he looked at it and he said, what have you done to this? Because apparently this little reservoir is all you have to do is dip it in the ink, you like screw it down, dip it in the ink and screw it back up and it just sucks the ink up itself. Whereas I wow. had taken that syringe because I got so excited that there was a syringe because it was like that like that character of like Daryl Hannah from Kill Bill 2 where she's the nurse with the eye patch over one eye and she's like, ah, with the syringe. That was me getting this, this syringe of ink into this pen. And so, and I created my little, and I was determined to fix this. So we spent like an hour and a half fixing this pen last night. We cleaned it out with water by hand. Like we sat, we, I sat a little table and as we watched the news, I was dipping it in and out, cleaning the reservoir. I was like, I will, re I will fix this goddamn pen. And the reason I want my pen, Dan, is because I'm trying to yeah. get away from doing everything on computers and do it in my nice notebook and put my thoughts down on paper again. And I got so obsessed with fixing my, it's not like I don't have other pens, Dan, but I wanted this pen. And I, we fixed this goddamn pen together. And this morning I was working with my pen and I set it down and I went into the other room to get something. And I came back and Dex had eaten the cap. Oh, nice. So that's about, that'll be fun coming out too. Anyway, there's a uh, let it snow's coming out in a week and a half. And I am what, going what? to let it snow. It's coming out oh, in a week and a half. Oh, you said it so fast. Let it snow. Yeah, and Comes you're out. heading back to the Big Apple, Hollywood. That's, that's right, Vegas. Um, going on on Friday. And that's uh, exciting. We have a press day on Saturday. And I just got the preliminary schedule. And I believe we're doing something like 21 interviews. Um, oh, fun. 18 of oh, which are with outlets from the Philippines. Really? Yeah, because the Philippines apparently, they, you love a rom-com. Like, wow. Love. They also love, they're big YA readers. A lot of people well, end up going. Exciting. I've been said, you know, you want to go to the Philippines? It's, it's a brutal tour. Like, it's a very long trip and you do a lot of events because they love YA and they love rom-coms. So I, it was just this giant list of outlets from the Philippines. And I was... That's amazing. So yeah. Um, I love it. And there might be more, but I think we just sit in a room and 
we just answer the same questions over and over again for, yeah, you know, 10 or 15 like minutes it. at a time. And then on for Sunday, 20 times. Oscar, my parents come out. So Oscar is responsible for getting my parents on that plane. Oh, man, good move. And I gulped as I said that. I actually had that. I am doing all the prep work then. I'm getting the card. Yeah, you sounded a little house. cotton mouth just then as you said it. That was the list I was making with the pen that Dexy ate the cap of. Because I have to make sure everything happens from that doorway to Los Angeles. Wow. So it's all fine. Via then. proxy now. Oh, I ha- will have checklists printed out for Oscar that I will put in clear plastic folders. There will be, I will be in in radio communication with him every step of the way. And then I will <laughs> most likely go to LAX again myself to meet them at the other end and, and get them all in the car. Man. Yeah. Door to And then Monday is red carpet premiere. Red carpet, Dan. Is there going to be paparazzi? There's totally going to be paparazzi. I imagine there'll be some people with cell phones and someone with a camera from Netflix. Who are you wearing? That's the real question. Do you, I actually am wearing a thing. So shut well, your I face. You're that much. Yeah. It's not a super going in the nude. That would be I a know. hell of a that would be a hell of an entrance, though. I'm not telling you where my dress is from, but okay. I, I got it. Well, OK, I got it from, it's from a, Target, a, isn't it? Yes. I wish Good. it's it, from a stuff. it's from a place in, in England that I I've gotten a dress from before. Harrods? No. Marks and Spencer. Nope. Top Shop. Boots. Ooh, good Mm. one. I have never worn a sequined dress before, Dan. That's exciting. But I saw this one. I'm so excited for you. It's so shiny. But it's got millions of sequins on it, and they all catch on each other. That was my great discovery in trying it on. It's like just wearing a bunch of snags. So, (laughs) yeah. Don't walk next to anyone wearing like a big furry thing or you will adhere to each other like Velcro. Velcro. Yep. And I'll just be stuck to it. It'll be like Katamari Damashi where you just (laughs) become a great big ball of stuff that rolls through the theater. Oscar's wearing a tux made out of tape. (laughs) Maureen Johnson, you are not the only one getting on a plane on Friday. Oh, sorry, Dan. I'm so fancy. I'm Dan. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. Me and Janice and the two kids, Maureen Johnson, we're going to Disney World. God damn it. That's beautiful. Yeah. God damn. It's a big deal. It's a big deal, Maureen Johnson. As we have discussed many times on this podcast a couple of years ago, pretty much two years ago, almost to the day, uh, uh, my wife Janice was diagnosed with breast cancer, had to have surgery, had to do, you know, all sorts of shitty things it's not a great time and uh she is two years uh in the clear right now which is fantastic. yes she is yes and uh this year she she wanted to start getting kind of her strength and endurance back and so mm. uh she began running in the in the early spring and uh disney does runs like four times a year they have like 5Ks and 10Ks and half marathons. And so we decided that a good goal would be to set up the uh, food and wine 10K, which is this weekend. So we're flying out on Friday, Maureen. She's running a 10K on Saturday. Is the run through the park? Like, where is it? 
Yeah. So you start, um, you start like in a, in a parking lot and you run in the grounds, but the, um, this one, the end of it, you run through all of Epcot and, uh, end up just on the other side of the big ball, which is pretty damn cool. So it's, it's a, do they do ones through the magic kingdom? They do. I, it seems like the, the lower mileage runs are, focused around like Epcot and uh, things like that. But they, the half marathon, you run through two parks. And then once a year, they do a full marathon where you actually run through all four parks. Oh, my God. Which is pretty damn amazing. So, yeah, so it's awesome. We're going to fly out on Friday. She's going to get up at the ass early time on, uh, on Saturday. The 14-year-old is going to accompany her in the cheering section. I will stay in the hotel with the four-year-old. And then... Uh, they'll come back. We're going to hit the Magic Kingdom uh, wow. later in the day on Saturday. We're going to hit Epcot on Sunday and uh, Hollywood Studios with Star Wars Land on Monday. And then we Holy then we shit. fly home. That's a it's really... Pretty... I need to do something like that where I have a goal, like a fitness goal that at the yeah. end you get to do a thing. I mean, she fucking did it, did the work. She has yeah. been running, you know, multiple times a week. She's great. able to... You know, she now it's like she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out and she'll just run a 5K. No problem. And uh, yeah, 10 Ks. She just, you know, can pull them off. And it's awesome. It's, it's great. You know, like having that goal, having the kind of like commitment of of first kind of buying in on the race and then buying in on the hotel and the plane tickets and everything. It's like it was great. And now we yeah. have this big celebration weekend. That's I have never been a good runner. I have, I don't know if it has, I have flat, like super flat feet, like, yeah. like, like a duck, like webs. And I've, I don't know if that's part of it because it, but I'm always like, maybe I could, like, maybe if I just, it's never really been my thing, but it, it yeah. always looks fun. Like doing a run seems fun. And apparently it makes you feel great. Yeah, no, she, she often is like, man, I, you know, she'll have a, a day where she's not feeling super great and then she'll run and she'll come back and be like, I feel better. But yeah, um, like it fills you with delicious endorphins. Yeah. But yeah, this run, they, they, they start you off with fireworks. Oh my God. There are like characters you can stop and get your photo taken with along the way. Like it's a whole fucking thing. I know. I know. All we right, should maybe get I'm her on for a town watch. Yeah, do an I want to hear about, about this. it after. I yeah, want, I want this. Maybe I want to do it. Dis- maybe you and me, we do a Disney run. I'm, I'm not a runner. I'm a walker though. I can walk like a motherfucker, but uh, you have to, uh, you have to, you have to hit a certain time. But train for it. Five k. That's not bad. It's three miles. That, oh yeah, I mean that doesn't sound impossible. I mean it's, I wa- I live in New York. I walk everywhere, and I walk pretty fast. Yeah. I mean we all walk fast. If you walk slow here, we're like we kill you. But um yeah all right dan do it do it it. well for my says you you i told you i've been trying to work on my notebook and um my dog ate my pen i've also been reading i have been reading on a kindle is that okay as we have discussed so first of all to get people up to speed says who you is our what do you call is it an initiative yeah it's an initiative that's very official Mm -hmm. Uh, where we decided, you know what, we need to step away from screens every now and then and step away from the madness of constant 60-second news cycles and uh, dedicate just 15 minutes a day where you are purposefully getting away from screens and 
focusing in on spending your time in other ways. And uh, people have been doing it, Maureen Johnson, on the Facebook group. Holy cow. People are making Halloween costumes. Someone, Maureen, is crocheting a costume for their pet turtle. Oh, my God. That's great. Yeah. And someone else posted absolutely amazing Princess Bride couples costume where she is Princess Buttercup and he is the Dread Pirate Roberts. And they are beautiful costumes. People have been baking, a lot of fall baking, apple crisps, and uh, someone's making apple cider donuts. It's pretty amazing. What I, I want to find a, because I love to cook and bake, but I cannot eat all of the, you know, product. You know, I don't want to eat six yeah. dozen cookies. Or, you know, and the thing is, I do want to eat six dozen cookies, which is the problem. And I live near a bunch of hospitals and I'm always like, I wish I could. They, they don't just allow weirdos to bake stuff and bring <laughs> like stuff over. Like, you want these cookies? And I'm like, Does, I wish I could bake for someone or something and like all Fucking all December, I would make food for, you know, and then like I I just I'm trying to figure out. So if anyone could think of a way that that could be a thing. I think that's called friends, Maureen. Yeah, but my friends can only also eat so many cookies like they're also it's also, you know, the Christmas corporate gifts. They're all cookies. Yeah, that is true. It is. It is a big cookie season coming up. Right. But I love to like I love to do this stuff, but there's limits to everything. Like I would do anything. I'll bake you anything you want. But by the way, where do we come down on the Kindle? I mean, I think that the thing is, is that it's a it's it is about how it is about being purposeful with your time. Right. So okay, if counts. You are yeah, I think if you are reading a book and thinking I am reading a book and it happens to be transmitted via a Kindle, I think that's fine. Because I I I have some fucked up eyesight and occasionally I can really only read off of a screen. So, right. you know, to to each their own. However you interpret it, this is not this is not hard and fast rules, but the key is just taking a little time every day to be like I am not following this bullshit. Because I bought Catch and Kill as the plane, like right before the plane took off in Austin, and all I did on the flight home, I was like, I have all these things to do, all this work to do. And I said, no, I've just got to read this book because it is gripping. It is real good. Um, and uh, if you have not read Catch and Kill, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's a great piece of journalism. And also it teaches you the value of doing your homework because Ronan Farrow does the fucking homework. He does the work. That he really does. does the work. But Maureen Johnson. Yes, Dan Sinker. We should get to the news of the week. It has been should a we? big week. Has it? We should. But even before we get to it, I have, I am dying to talk to you about this overlooked Trump tweet. All right. That I can't stop thinking about Maureen I feel like nobody is talking about it well I haven't really seen his tweets this week except for that one so hit me so last Friday he had a little sort of pity party series of tweets there was one tweet then there was one in the middle and then there was another tweet and I want to give you context I want to talk about the one in the middle but what I have to talk about first is the one before and then the one after and this all came in relatively quick succession so the first tweet 
he's complaining about the fucking whistleblower and Democrats and everything like that. Democrats just announced that they no longer want the White House to testify, but everything was about the whistleblower. They no longer want the second whistleblower either, which they don't want because the account of my call bore no relationship to the call itself. The entire impeachment scam was based on my perfect Ukrainian call and the whistleblower account of that call, which turned out to be false, parentheses, a fraud. Once I released the actual call, their entire case fell apart. The Democrats must end this scam now, witch hunt. Then there was one, and then the, the final of the, of the three was another two-part. I appreciate the support of Senator Lindsey Graham, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, and the great Senate Republican colleagues on the resolution condemning the do-nothing Democrats for their witch hunt impeachment inquiry behind closed doors in the basement of the United States Capitol. They cannot win at the ballot box. Their sham for the past three years continues. The good news is the American people get it, which is we've proven once again on November 3rd, 2020. All right. Those are fairly straightforward Trump tweets. Sandwiched in the middle, a single tweet, just a single short sentence. To Tim, the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. What? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> He's like, to a fucking complain ass pity party. But right in the middle, he just has to be like, Tim Cook, bring back the fucking button on the iPhone. Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. I can't. I have, I have read that tweet so many times, Maureen. Dan. To Tim, colon. <laughs> the button on the iPhone was far, all caps, far better than the swipe, exclamation point. Dan. Oh my god. Now, Dan, did that happen? <laughs> that happened. To Tim! was <laughs> Now, Dan, I have an important question to ask you. Uh, yeah. Now, I want you to just keep that to Tim. The button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe comment <laughs> running through your head as I ask this. This is like a meditation thing where we drop a question into your mind gently, just very gently. <laughs> okay. Because you run impeachment.fyi, something yeah. that's made my life a lot easier because I know that you have your foot on the gas with this stuff. Yeah. Do you think you're walking slightly closer to the edge of insanity? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> no hesitation whatsoever there, Maureen. I am doing lasting damage to myself, but, you know, for the betterment of others. I also just want to say that maybe he has a point because I just this morning discovered that in all my years as a phone owner, I just cracked my screen for the first time. No, nope. it's there you broken. Go. That'll so, do it. Hey, Tim. No, no. <laughs> To Tim, the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. Oh, I just no. there is such a wonderful mental picture in my head of him fucking ham fingering out, you know, these various pissed off tweets and then 
something happens and Twitter goes flying off his screen because he swiped in the wrong direction when he thought he was supposed to be going home and he's just fucking pissed and finally he gets it back and he's just like little sausage fingered to Tim. Damn. The button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. <laughs> and then he's just extra pissed when he leans into the Democrats again. The do nothing Democrats took my button. <laughs> All right, Morgan, there's one other thing we need to discuss before we get to the news of the day. Yesterday, Trump flew to Chicago. Lucky you. Where, Congratulations. Yeah. He was met by a bunch of protesters, but they had that shit locked down. Um, he gave a speech to some police officers, and then he went and made four million bucks, and then he flew out. But Maureen Johnson. They flew Air Force One with the, mm-hmm. with the press corps, and a member of the press corps posted a photo of the meal that they were served on Air Force One on the way to Chicago. Mm. We need to discuss this picture, Maureen. All right. Well, we've got a tray. I'm going to walk. I'm going to go sort of from the outside in. Yes. So you got a plastic, what looks like really a kind of mundane cafeteria tray. Yeah. Just like a round cornered plastic tray, but it does have a, like a, a, like a mat or something with the presidential logo on the side. Now in the upper and the China has the monogram on it. So that's nice. Real China. Uh, In the upper left corner, there is what appears to be just a lump of shit. I mean, I don't know what that is. I do not know what that is. I have zoomed very close on that upper left corner. It sort of looks like if you've been given a piece of apple pie and you scrunched it in your hand until it was misshapen and then formed a kind of oozy crust or a scone or yeah i like a, the a best bone? i can guess it is some kind of glazed scone from a distance yeah a it scone. really looks like a boiled chicken breast or something or like but a I'm knee, pretty a knee sure no. yeah i am pretty sure that that is like the the sweet on mm. the plate then sort of overlapping because it appears that the main plate is sort of shoved on top of that small plate it doesn't look like it all fits or maybe the reporter tilted it. I think the reporter tilted it that way so you could really get a good look at like what was on the yeah. plate. So there's a fairly decent looking bed of greens. Yeah. Not like a mixed salad. A couple nice looking slightly roasted tomatoes. But sitting on top of it is the magic. It is an orange pepper, stuffed pepper, into which a jack-o'-lantern face has been roughly cut is two misshapen triangle oh. eyes and a lopsided slightly slightly deranged smile <laughs> I don't even I don't even know anymore Maureen it it looks like a cry for help <laughs> it is it is a cry for help on a plate. It's, if you flip it over, they've just carved help me into the pepper. <laughs> it is really when you see the knee joint scone and the decent greens and then this weird, slightly collapsed, creepily grinning orange pepper, stuffed pepper. 
<laughs> oh my god. Trump Trump did not eat that shit. That's not what he No, thought. there's not a single part of this meal that he would have eaten. Can None. you imagine him being given this? Can you imagine what that would look like? <laughs> if you handed him a stuffed pepper with a smile carved into it like that and un- on top of a salad, he would, he would hit that nuclear button. He would blow up a country. He would throw you out of the plane. Oh, you'd go out the airlock. Yeah. Without a doubt. That is an airlocked meal if it is served to him. Well, Dan. It is. Magic. We live in magical times. Maureen Johnson. Ah, yes, Dan. As our resident Brexit expert. Mm. You have been counting us down to October 31st, the deadline for the hard Brexit. That is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Brexit happening? When we last left, Dan, what was happening was Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the UK, was saying over and over and over that Brexit was absolutely happening on the 31st of October. There's no possible way it was not going to happen on the 31st of October. And, quote, he would rather be dead in a ditch than not Brexit on the 31st of October. Millions of pounds were spent running ads telling people to basically get in the brace position because they were about to leave the European Union on the 31st of October, make preparations. You know, the plane is going down, landing on the Hudson. The 31st of October is coming and nothing will stop it. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Your short answer, Dan, is no. They are not leaving tomorrow. Because Is he dead in a ditch? No. Many people have asked his his uh, cabinet whether where the ditch is because it's pretty funny. They have. They're like, so what about that ditch then? Um, no. No, they're not. <laughs> why, Dan? You want to know why not? I, I mean, I guess. Because he failed. He failed in his stupid, fucked up, dumbass plan, which was to try to force through. He went back. He had to go back and ask for an extension and he instead came back with a deal that was just sort of like the other deal, but maybe, maybe slightly worse and a whole bunch of legislation that had to go with it. And he said, I need y'all to pass this in three days. And they said, no, because that's insane. It's hundreds of pages and we actually have to read it. And they were like, what is this reading it? And they said, we have to read it because we're about to make the biggest change in law to do one of the biggest things that's happened in the UK since the Second World War. We actually have to read the documents. And he was like, you suck. So he tried to push it through, tried to push it through. Then the parliament pushed back and said, you can't. So he had to ask for an extension, which he didn't want to do. And then he passive aggressively sent those three letters. The one that asked for the extension, which he legally had to do, which he didn't sign. And the two letters that went right. with it that said, we don't want an extension. Well, the extension suck. You suck. You, your opinion sucks. So and the EU is like, what? What is wrong with you? What is, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So <laughs> the, the EU is like a, like, a par- like a parent that's like looking at a toddler on the floor going, what do you want? I put on SpongeBob. I've given you the purple blank. Like, what What do you want? You want the box? You want to play with this cardboard box? What do you want? So they said, okay, you can have this flex tension until January 31st. Flex tension is terrible. It's not a great word, but what it means no. is that they can, 
um, come to, I believe what it means is they can end, like they can, if they pass the deal, they can kind of exit at any time between now and the 31st. No, oh, perfect. So they can, you know, I think they get every 15 days, it gets kind of reviewed. So it gets reviewed on the 1st of December or like first of the 15th and the 1st and the 15th and the 1st, something like that. So uh, what Boris Johnson is now doing is demanding an election, a general election. And there's this whole thing called the Fixed Terms Parliament Act. So he, he can't just call snap elections anymore. It has to go through parliament. And there was pushback okay. from labor because they were like, you're trying to pull something. Sure. But two other parties, the, the Scottish National Party and the uh, Lib Dems said, okay, because he's like, I won an election on the 12th of December. And those other two parties are like, okay, we'll give you your election, but you have to have it on the 9th. Now, why that matters is that there's certain, like in terms of the calendar of, Somebody of had parliamentary a, had procedure. Somebody had Christmas dinner booked. It was it was it's more that he's trying to push something through and by giving him those particular days. He might be able to push this like kind of thing through that is really shady. And so they said, you have to do it a couple days before that. Got it. It does appear this morning that labor is now in. So. In. So what all this means. There's no the Brexit clock. That timer just started again. You know that twisty sound when you twist a timer? Yeah. It's reset. That kitchen timer is ticking again. It's set for the 31st of January. The dance is continuing. And they have to have an election on top of it. So somehow (laughs) this all just got worse. I mean, it's (sighs) better that they didn't crash out. They didn't crash through no deal. And there's this whole thing happening about preventing a no deal. But honestly, I lost track of it because there's a I thought they passed a provision that said they couldn't. But that's a non-binding provision. So they're at, they're more trying to s- secure the conservatives to make sure that they don't pull a fast one to to no deal out. So um, so the whole thing is starting again. And now they're going to have an election. And it's oh probably going to be a rough and dirty election. Well, yeah, and so fast. They do December ninth is not very far away. That's how they do it. Six weeks. That is how they do it. That's Six sensible. Weeks. Or five. I guess if they move it up a little bit, a little more like five. One of the main concerns that a lot of people brought up is that, say in Scotland, it's real dark on right in early December, and they they really had a lot of concerns about people trying to get to the polls. Um, if the weather is inclement and it's dark at four, you know, and they're yeah. trying to get there at six or whatever. So, but it's going to happen, Dan. There's going to be an election. I'm sure it'll be real straightforward from here. No problem. Smooth sailing, England. Imagine all of that. Pip, pip. They, now, realize, Dan, that while this has been going on, they have been able to do precious little else but Brexit. Sure. This is mostly they're tr- all this other legislation they have to do gets tangled up because it's all Brexit. Yeah. That's and very also, relatable. Dan, let's just say that they get this through, you know, when they pass and they exit. That's not the end. That's the start. That is the start of what people are estimating is maybe 10 or more years of a process. 
because good these exit proceedings have a lot of stuff built in that like two years to do this, four years to do this. So it's still going to be, it's not like getting Brexit. They always refer to it as let's get Brexit done. No, no, no. Let's get Brexit started. Then the pain really begins. Uh, anyway, fun. Dan, let's talk about here. Well, Maureen Johnson, you'll be glad to know that there is nothing stopping legislation from happening here. Everyone's oh, focused on doing their jobs. It's not, is that, it's not is that true? It's not, not true. true. No, hmm. it's not. Maureen, this past week has been um, weird, I think is probably the right word for it. Mm -hmm. It started with one of the dumber things that I feel like I have been witness to in what has been a dumb fucking run ever since 2016. Easily top five. Mm. You had Republican members of the House who have been complaining for the last few weeks that they are locked out of the impeachment proceedings as they currently stand because they are still in an investigative stage. So they raided the secure facility, the skiff that uh, testimony has been taken in, occupied it, ate pizza, took a bunch of pictures and tweeted with their cell phones, which you actually are not allowed to do in a fucking secure facility because it is a secure facility in the basement mm. of the House of Representatives and communications devices are not allowed in. Mm. They finally were were forced back out by the sergeant at arms of the house, Maureen. All to prove the point that they are somehow kept out of these proceedings, except for the fact that fully a quarter of the people that took part in the protest have full access to the hearings. Because fucking 48 Republicans serve on the fucking committees that are running the goddamn interviews right now. What was that about, Dan? What was it about? Pizza. I think it was about eating pizza. This may be better than the time Rand Paul was pushing that copier around, although that will always live in my heart, Dan. The sight of that oh. dumb motherfucker pushing that copier around. That He was a little trooper that day, and I was proud of him just pushing that <laughs> copier around. And what thanks did he get? He got beat up by his neighbor over a lawn care dispute. They just lead such weird fucking lives. Yeah. They, he was sent to the fucking hospital over how they cut their lawn. <sighs> Maureen Johnson. After the pizza party, NBC then drops that Rudy Giuliani butt dialed one of their reporters in the middle of the night. Hey, kid, I gotta go, Dan. I just... And ended up leaving a voicemail because the reporter did not wake up. He wakes up in the morning to three minutes of Rudy Giuliani talking to someone else in the room. The most operative part of it all. This is a quote from the article. Rudy Giuliani saying, quote, the problem is we need some money. And the article goes on. The two men then go silent. Nine seconds pass. No word is spoken. Then Giuliani chimes in again. We need a few hundred thousand, he says. 
Now, Dan, I have a couple questions. Yeah. First, isn't this cybersecurity expert Rudy Giuliani? It is, Maureen. It is. Little remembered fact. Rudy Giuliani, who originally, when Trump took office, was believed might become the attorney general or something like that. His only position in the actual administration was a cybersecurity advisor to Donald Trump. Yeah, that's that's grandpa's cybersecurity advisor. Cybersecurity yeah. advisor to the guy who just tweeted at Tim. What did he say again, Dan? <sighs> what was it? Come on. What was it? To Tim. <laughs> the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. Send tweet. So secondly, what do you think they did during those nine seconds? The, that is a long time. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. To sit Let, in let's, silence. Let's actually. You. I like I'll, this. You say the lines, and I'll. All count. right. Let me get it. Let me get it. I got a timer. Okay. I got a timer. We'll do this. Hold on. All right. All right. Stopwatch. All right. Here we go. The problem is we need some money. We need a few hundred thousand. He took his dick out. That's what he did. <laughs> God. Oh, I don't want but to think about that. By, but by accident. Oh. <laughs> it was completely accidental. Oh, gross. It was totally accidental. And oh. he realized it, and then he put it back in again. Like, he, mm. he, it was more that he, like, he says it. Now, say it again. We'll time it again. Are you ready? And I'll talk you through what happens. Oh, no. Come on. I don't know that I want to. Do it. All right. Do it. The problem is we need some money. He loosens his pants. He's absently, he's looking around. He lowers them. It comes out. Oh, what am I doing? Tuck that back in. We need a few hundred thousand. Told you. See, it works. Yeah, that times out perfectly. So well, now we know what happened in there. And second, what do you think they need a few hundred thousand for? Well, I mean, this is a guy who is currently representing himself as mm. he becomes further and further the central figure in the potential impeachment of the president of the United States. So my guess is he might need some money to hire a real lawyer. Personal legal fees. Yeah, that would be my gut. Certainly, if if he made a list, I mean, granted, he's Rudy Giuliani. Who knows what the fuck he's up to? But if I was making a list, that would be at the top of my list of things I need money for. I would feel like he would have enough money to do this. I would feel I'm, like he has a couple hundred thousand dollars. You would think. But apparently not. He, who would you end up butt dialing? Probably your wife. He somehow butt dials an, a journalist. Yeah. Yeah. And amazingly, in this article, they reveal that it wasn't Rudy's first butt dial to this same journalist. <laughs> In what is a really wonderfully writerly moment in the article, I'm going to just quote it all. The late night Giuliani butt dial came 18 days after a mid-afternoon Giuliani butt dial. The first one happened when the NBC News reporter was at a fifth birthday party for an extended family member in central Jersey. It was 3.37 p.m. Saturday, September 28th, and a pink unicorn pinata had just been strung up around a tree in the backyard. 
Amid his three-year-old daughter's excitement, the reporter decided to let Giuliani's call go to his voicemail. Damn. This is a magical time. Also, you know how he was texting the other day? Like he was, yeah. what if he accidentally calls her? Sure. The reporter he was texting with. That I would mean, be. I think that all bets are off in terms of if your phone rings, it might be Rudy Giuliani. <sighs> we got to get that number from her. Yeah, we do. We, we all really need do. his number. We really do. Ah, Maureen Johnson, the week just continued with Donald Trump going to the World Series on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Originally, he was going to throw out the first pitch, but that got canceled. They got uh, ho- like Jose beloved chef Hondre- H- Jose Andres to throw that it out guy, instead. That guy's a hero. That dude is going to win the Nobel Prize soon, and I am all for it. Anyway, so he goes. He's he's Matt Getz is in his box. There's a bunch of like you know Republican folk in the box with him. They don't announce that he is there until they do a salute to the troops, which a friend of mine who is actually at the game and has been at all of the games because he is a massive Houston Astros fan um, said they do that every night. They do a salute to the troops and their their various uh, service members in in attendance. And so the whole crowd starts cheering and then they go and in attendance, the president of the United States and they cut to Trump on the jumbotron and the fucking crowd loses their shit and all just starts booing. <laughs> like, this is a World Series game, so it's full. It's like t- a couple 10,000, you know, 15, 20,000 people all start chanting, lock him up at the same time. That footage of him realizing what's happening is the Best thing I have ever seen. It really is. Because if you haven't seen it, he's smiling. He and Melania are smiling and waving. And then it slowly dawns on him. He hears it. Yeah. The smile melts and he turns face forward. And he just tries to resume a calm, you know, just a face forward expression. But he turns really orangey red and actually. His jaw hyperextends, his lower jaw hyperextends a little bit like he's got like an overbite, like, and he puffs like a, like animal does on the Muppets for a couple seconds. You have to really look at it a couple times, but he really does that animal thing of the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's really, it's weird. He's clearly just about in check of himself. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy that does not go out much. No. His only trips are to his own properties or to rallies that he throws for himself. And he goes out in the real world and he gets booed and hears calls about him going to jail and physically seethes. I've never actually, he looks like a cartoon villain. He seethes physically. He does. It's like, you know, in uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the, the, the holiday cartoon special, if you were to watch that moment 
where the Grinch's heart grows three sizes that day. But if you watch it in reverse. Yeah. That's what happens. He does a thing that I didn't know actual non-cartoon people did, which I guess the cartoons come from something, which is this heaving, seething. But I've never seen a human being do it before. And it's fa- yeah. I, it's really wild to watch it. Genuinely. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird. It is a he, very. He didn't like it. It is a remarkable clip. No, he did not. Do you but think Maureen Johnson. Do you think it's dawning on him? No. He has very little self-awareness, Maureen. Right. He's still pissed about the iPhone button. That's what where he's at. That? What did he say about that again? To Tim! <laughs> the button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. Dan, is this good for you, this impeachment on FYI? I mean, are we nearer to impeachment, Dan? Maureen Johnson, are we mm. nearer to impeachment? I set it up. You hit it out. You sure did. This is like a this is like a home run at the World Series. That's <sighs> my that was my best sports analogy I've ever had. Are we closer to impeachment? Maureen Johnson, last evening, literally as I sat down to write the impeachment.fyi update for the day, Nancy Pelosi announced they are going to take a vote to officially call impeachment impeachment. When is that it's all vote? happening, Maureen? Thursday. We are, in theory, going to see the resolution today. It's going to outline, essentially, the rules of play for an impeachment proceeding, uh, what they're going to do with the transcripts that they've already acquired during the investigative phase, kind of what due process for the president's going to look like, uh, how they're going to conduct out-in-the-open hearings, uh, the whole fucking game is about to be laid out for us, and then they're going to vote for it on Thursday. Democrats have a majority in the House unless a whole bunch of them get cold feet. Uh, we will officially be in impeachment proceedings by the end of the week. So to be clear, on Thursday, they're going to vote as to whether or not to start the hearings. Yeah. Okay, and the actual when would be the estimated actual vote on impeachment? Uh, That's a little bit unknown. I think that we will know a little bit more once we see the resolution um, Mm -hmm. in terms of what they are thinking about. But the the general articles that were written last week, which. Pelosi was sort of a surprise. No one really expected this. But last week, there were certainly grumblings happening and and reports happening that Democrats were looking at it. And at that point, it seemed that their time frame would be uh, potentially a vote right around the holidays. So between Thanksgiving and Christmas, there's going to be an impeachment. Like, we're going to find out about impeachment. In make, theory, yes. Make your alternate Thanksgiving preparations now. Seriously. Just, you thought la- you thought some of these Thanksgivings couldn't get worse. <laughs> Just saying. But also, who said it? Who said you it? You said it, Maureen. Who said it? You who got it? your fall wish. You I did. Told you. I told you. You told me. You, you told like, me. And you said, no, Maureen, you know. No, I Maureen. Said, I know better than you, Maureen. I've got a beard. I'm Dan. No. And I said, Dan Sinker, Daniel Sinker, 
Daniel Jonathan Sinker, there's going to be an impeachment proceeding in the fall. Dan, I just want you to know one mm-hmm. thing. When you I was in right. Austin, I forgot to tell you about Austin. Oh, yeah. Got, Did you go swimming? No. It was fucking no. freezing. And no. it was weirdly cold. And I could not find vegetarian tacos. What? But people told you where to go. I know, but I just, I could then. It was You just didn't listen to them. You gotta but listen to people, Maureen. I had one in the airport that was delicious. They have a proper mm. taco stand in the Austin airport. Yeah, it's the, what, the Salt Lake? Uh, it's isn't it's it the, the Salt pe- Lake or something? It's got the word peach in it. It's oh, like okay. Like a peachy tortilla or something. But it is a fresh made, proper, uh, it was the cauliflower al pastor with the oh, man. Water, watermelon radishes go. and the... Oh. And multiple sauces there, fresh sauces, fresh habanero sauce, like a really uh, sweet and delicious. I mean, this was an airport taco, and it was yeah. fucking delicious. I mean, they, you had a the choice Austin, of- Austin what, Airport has good tacos. What kind of fresh tortilla you wanted. I mean, it was unbelievable. The beauty of that town. Yeah. and That is the beauty of that town. But if you can't get to the Austin Airport, maybe you want a taco at home. Why don't you try yeah. Blue Apron backslash says who backslash Daniel Freddy Sinker backslash taco uh, no. and you just will get just some just tortillas. Stop it. They are and not. An un- and an uncooked potato in, that you just wrap it up in. Order. And then you just suck says on who. a potato. Angrily suck on a potato. Dumb. Just says in who the dark. is brought to you by you. You and listening right now through your support and our new service our says Patreon. blue. Which would we? Which is better? Says blue or who apron? Maybe who I like apron who apron. We've already who discussed apron. this. Who who apron? Uh, through your support of our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash says who apron. There are all sorts of new things because we have been running this patron for a year now. There are new things for people that have been backing for a while. In addition to all the regular cool stuff you get. You've been backing for four months. You get stickers at the $2 and up level. You got a map of Sezuvia, which we are, we are commissioning an artist for right yeah. now to make. Like, That's if you've been backing at the $10 and up level. Uh, we can, have all sorts just, of decisions we need to make. I know. But also, I want to say that because of your support, we're able to support an artist and pay her properly to make a beautiful map. So, like, Yes, like for real artist salary. Yeah. No, we're we're kind of we're watering the ground like, you know, this this we're passing it back into, you know, some small businesses and artists and things. So, yeah, really amazing artist who is based uh, based in Japan, though. I think she's actually Spanish. I think she's from Spain originally now in Japan. Really beautiful maps. And she is going to make a hell of a map. If you are supporting for four months, at least at the ten dollar and up level, you will get a copy when it comes in. And if you're sporting at the $25 and up level for more than four months, uh, you will get a coping box packed by Maureen and I. Full of good things. Yep. Speaking of good things, Maureen, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Ted Leo. Ted Leo. Leo. I think Ted Leo and Amy Mann do like a series of holiday shows. They must be gearing up for those again. Go to tedleo.com and find out. I heard Amy meant that um, when you get on Delta planes, they play the same songs like over, but they play the song Two of Us, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs ever. It's a song that when I hear it, 
it's the only song that I absolutely feel compelled to sing out loud and sing the harmony part on. I just love that song so much. And it's the Amy Van that, version. Is so it good. just the two of us? God you damn it, You can Dan. make it if you try, no. just the two of us. I hate that song you so much. You and I. Oh, I hate that song. Just the two of us. Oh, you damn. can make it if you try. Why just are you doing the this? Two of us. I hate you so much. I love. I'm. I'm singing the Will Smith version. No, it's two of us and it's solo and it's a no, in the sun. Oh, I love it. And she's her voice is so beautiful. Anyway, I love her. Headleo.com. Our logo was designed by Darth. Darth. We love you, Darth. We love you, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at says who podcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook, which I cannot underscore enough just how much it is blowing up over there with people sharing their Says Who You stuff at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard, who's going to be running 10K this Saturday. So wish her well. On Good luck. that Facebook group. She's going to be great. She is. She's going to win. Spread the word. Subscribe and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And Maureen Johnson, we asked people last week. We didn't just read that copy, but we kind of leaned in a little bit into writing reviews. And people did. Thank Thanks you. Thanks to folks like London-esque and Broken Light Dances and Sarah Barrick 20 and many other people with names that aren't their real names who left reviews in the last week you all are amazing makes a big difference thank you it really really does it is great it was great to see next week maureen johnson you and i both have travels i'm flying back from disney world on tuesday you are flying to back from la on wednesday with my parents yeah and so says who is going to come out a little late next week you will get the new episode Thursday, November seventh, probably mid to late afternoon. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, sounds right. We will record it that morning. We'll turn it around. It'll come to you as quick as we can. It'll because be still we know be hot. things are moving quick. Be like, ow, ow, It'll be ow, hot, hot news. Hot, hot episode. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You'll burn. You will burn the roof of your mouth on the cheese of this episode. I'll be able to tell you all about how the premiere went. L.A. Yeah, all I'm the tacos talk I ate. I'll get some tacos. But Maureen Johnson, the day after that, Friday, November 8th, your new Netflix stand-up special, Let It Snow, will be out. That's right. That's right. I recorded it live at the Comedy Store. Maureen Johnson, John Dean, Dean Martin, Martin Lawrence, Mm -hmm. all your favorites. That's right. Let It Snow, November 8th. It is a festive snorry story. Snorry. About snow. It's funny. And letting it. It's funny. It is funny. Please watch it. And then on November 22nd. Or just turn it on and leave it on in the background. There you go. I'm excited. We're all watching it in my house. November 8th. Are you? Yeah, we are. You know, I wanted to try to figure out how to do like a viewing party, but then I was like, it's Netflix. It's not like it comes on. You know, I, I could say like, well, I'll watch it at a certain time. It's true. You could oh. do that's exactly how it would work. At the stroke of midnight. Then everyone watches it. You dropped a thing again. 
I just, I am really I am clumsy today. I keep grabbing shit. I'm a little fidgety. I keep grabbing things, but then I drop them. It's good. It's good radio. It's good. Is this good radio, Maureen? Is this good? On this November good radio happening on November right twenty-second, I'll be in Miami, Florida, at the Miami Book Fair. Scheduled to come. Cannot huh? wait. Oh boy, he's broken. All right. You can join me, Dan, and Dan. No. Me, Dan, yeah, every night in your yeah. inbox if you subscribe at impeachment.fyi. Subscribe to impeachment.fyi. It is free. It is amazing. Every day he goes through this shit and, and condenses it for you, and it's really funny and informative. Just get, It's free. Just sign up. What are you waiting for? It's, it's not, not going to spam you extra. You get one update a day. It's true. It's great. And then midday Sunday, you get one with some extras, too. From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. And from my closet in New York, in I am Maureen Johnson. I haven't been in the closet for a long time. I've I know, but we never updated room. the notes. All right, so then I'm in the closet. I'm just reading the notes. This has been says All who. I'm doing. Look. To Tim. The button on the iPhone was far better than the swipe. Just got to Far better. Time to go. Tim. All right. It was far better. Tim. 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 Okay. It was far better. We got it. I'm just turning it off now. Just turn.